1: I got to the point where I didn't trust even my own body because of these injuries. And I was feeling so much pressure to like meet what he had on my plan that I was, I paid, I cared more about Turning my training peaks green than I did about paying attention to how I was actually feeling, oh. and that got a little bit scary. So I ended up getting rid of my coach, and I'm considering getting him back because I miss him. He was just so wonderful, and I think I'm going to start getting back into triathlon now that I'm marathon retired. So I think I might try to get him back again. Now that I did the bucket list, I did the Ironman, I got my six stars for the world marathon majors. Now, like, go ahead and screw up the rest of my body.
0: I'm now. <laughs>
2: I'm done with it. Yeah. It's more than
3: just your output, more than a five.
4: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 284. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I so, wasn't sure there for a second. I was like, what Oh, what no, episode? this is I'm,
2: I'm Tom O'Keefe.
4: I didn't know what episode it oh, was. I okay. know you're
2: Tom O'Keefe. Okay, I was going to say, that's a little hurtful. Yeah, I, I know you're my husband. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... That would be hurtful. Do you not listen when you edit these things? I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, well, you should be... In a very good mood today.
4: I am cautiously optimistic. I have learned not to get ahead of myself, but...
2: But... You got your notification that your your rower is in route.
4: I did. I got the email last week saying that it was ready to be scheduled. Had a little weirdness with the scheduling, but I contacted I've, people. They took care of it right away. Everything got fixed. They said, oh, we got this. This is this is a very odd little thing. We got it. And 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 now now my rower is supposed to be here Monday morning. Look at that. Well, they said Monday. Monday. I added the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good enough. (laughs) This is a window into what it's like being
2: married to clip out Crystal.
4: (laughs) I'm really not like that. I just, uh, they just said Monday and it's like a huge window. It's basically all day. So who knows when it'll be Mm, here? For sure. But that's Um, great. That's. It's so great. And, And it's really cool because they said December.
2: Yeah. They're ahead of schedule. So let's give, let's give them a hat tip for that. Right. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And they have started, it's, it's not like it's like one or two people. It seems to be quite a chunk of them. So what it, what it looks like to me is that there were, I don't know how many orders got placed for the row that were pre-orders, but it looks like they're kind of like chunking it out and sending those out in waves so that everybody is getting those by the end of December that did the pre-order by a certain cutoff date. So I'm really excited about that because I look back at like how the Tread Plus rolled out. (laughs) And let me tell you, this is night and day different. Yeah. You know, first it was, hey, it's coming. You can now think about it and tell us that you would like right. to order it, which I did immediately. And then it was a year later. It was a year before I got that tread plus and lo- and,
2: and lots of people were getting them before you so got So
4: many people I mean, yeah. I ordered it the second For you sure. could order. And like every single person on the planet got their tread yeah. plus before I did.
2: <laughs> and now so. you're the only person in the world left with a tread plus. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> nah, there's a lot of people no, hanging know. on I to s- them for dear life. I thought it was funny. There's a lot of people in my, my, my yeah. that are in the same boat as me.
2: But yeah, so you should start seeing uh, people posting about their rowers next week. Yeah. It's lots exciting. of
4: people. I saw lots of people have delivery notifications for next week, and including Eric Goodman, who I heard won the Peloton row, which is amazing yeah, because he also won the Peloton tread. The one, what are the odds? Especially
2: when there was no contest to give one away. I know, yeah.
4: right? Yeah. <laughs> That's for Mrs. Goodman. Yes. <laughs> to the rest of the world, there is no contest. Yes. It's all a joke, just for Eric. Yes. Don't,
2: don't think you missed something. You did there. it.
4: Yeah, it's,
2: we'll still get an email.
4: I know this <laughs> is an outrage.
2: So, uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people I don't this know. Week?
4: Stop sharing your screens. I can see my list. There we go. Well, I listened to a Web Three thing today that was on Twitter Spaces. So okay. we're going to talk about that. Uh, It's specific to Robin, not just like a general Web 3. And then there is... A lot of information uh, happening about Peloton, the marketing campaign that just came out. There's some interesting news where Refirm, Affirm is, mm-hmm. re- is, and then there's new content that dropped, a whole bunch of new stuff. There's lawsuit updates that we got to do. We got a visit from Dr. Jen. Help. My husband just discovered Peloton, and he's better at it, so we got to get into that. <laughs> uh, and no, it's not Tom. No. Uh, and then we also have a visit from Angelo, and we're going to talk about how you can increase personal. Protein without increasing cholesterol. We've got celebrity visitors. Well, no, no.
2: We don't have visitors. No. Celebrity news.
4: Celebrity news. Yes. And then there's just a bunch of little, in case you missed it, stuff.
2: Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. We have a new review. We do. This is from. Pre-run donut Darcy (laughs) And it says I came for the Peloton content But I stay for the professionalism And fun Together Crystal and Tom Have created a fair Thorough and organized package (laughs) Package
4: Oh god (laughs)
2: Well that's what I do
4: She didn't say "Eh, Package That was all time
2: You know you're welcome That keeps me up To date On all things Peloton While also (laughs) Satisfying Oh my my god Love need for good quality all around. One of my favorite aspects of the show is that Crystal advocates for the perspectives and experiences of people from all across the Pelo spectrum. So anyway, it's a a pretty lengthy review, which is wonderful to read and I'm sure very helpful for people that come along after you. So we won't do all of it, but thank you so much for the the wonderful review. It's very nice.
4: I read that one. It was really, really kind. Thank you so much, Darcy. And
2: you can also find us On the Facebook, facebook facebook.com (laughs) slash. Where are you, Tom? Where am I? (laughs) Slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page. Join the group. Don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out. So for five bucks a month, you get ad free content and we also will push it out a little early when we when we get it early, you get it early. And also for a little bit more, you get bonus episodes, things like that. You get your own private uh, Facebook clip out Patreon group. Where you can come and hang out and interact—that's fun as well. And we have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/theclipout, where you can watch all these episodes. And finally, don't forget—if you want to get the links and stuff sent directly to you, uh, you can sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So there's all of that. Let's dig in, shall we?
0: We shall. Peloton in the news.
2: Peloton has launched their holiday marketing campaign. They did. With two, not one, but two new commercials. So I guess only one unless you travel back and forth between the continents. They're tiny. Yes, they are. For people watch, looking on YouTube. Yeah. You got...
4: they, they made a, a little Robin and a little Alex and a little John Hoskins and a little tiny Hannah Frankson. <laughs> and they're really adorable. But... It's The whole gist of the ad is that you watch Peloton, you get inspired by Peloton, and then you take those lessons, those inspirations that you get from the instructors, and you use it in your everyday life, in this particular example, to get ready for your family coming over for the holidays when you have done apparently nothing and they're arriving in 30 seconds. <laughs> so yeah, it's not as cute as some of the other ones, but I like it. I like it. And I yeah. definitely like that they have a UK version and a US com- version. I thought it was interesting that we had kind of like thought about why were they all out in LA right. a little bit ago. Clearly it was to do this commercial. So that's kind of fun. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, and uh, it's good to know that That there is some sort of marketing campaign Because they talked about how they're not focusing On growth at the moment But that doesn't mean they're completely Seeding the territory of Advertising at the holidays
4: But what's interesting about it is There's still pretty high focus on The bike like you don't really see The other products that they Offer I mean there's a little bit of it But not not very much I just think that's Kind of interesting
2: so my theory There is that you know, now they're at a moment where they need to shore up their core brand, and the bike is the easy sell for them. You know, and I think that if they they want to gen that up, so they're focusing on bike stuff.
4: But they keep talking about how they need to lean into this and lean into that. Right. So you would think there was a little more of the leaning? I but get Maybe that. that's to come. I don't. I, I don't know.
2: I think it's to come as well. I think right now it's like shore up your core product, get you know more people into that ecosystem. Maybe you sell them another product later. I think it's. It's a little bit more of an education to sell somebody on a guide to sell even on a tread because people aren't used to treads having classes like treads are a kind of a a, a solitary experience, right? The loneliness of the long distance runner. And that's either a poem, if you're educated, or if you're like me, it's an Iron Maiden song. But uh, <laughs> or both, or both. No, I don't know the poem. I just know the Maiden song. Oh, because okay. I like to
4: rock. I just thought some people might know both. Oh, I guess some people I, I might. Guess like like just fancy me, pants you. out there,
2: yeah. like to go slumming it in the world of metal. But still, like I think you got to educate the runners that like, because I think so many runners feel like I don't need a class. I know how to run. Like I, you, you put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be walking out the door. Wait, no, that's that's Jack Frost. So
4: where are you today? That's what I, is going on in that brain? I
2: was quoting a Christmas special. I don't remember you know huh? Put one foot in front of the other. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, come on.
2: Rankin-Bass?
4: I know it, but you're just all over the okay. place today. Anyway,
2: you don't have to educate people on, on bikes, right? They know they know spin classes. I don't know if they can say spin legally yet or not. Nah, they but, can't. But people know what it is, and it's, it's an easier pitch. And I think, like, sell the thing that you're good at selling and worry about the other thing when you fix this stuff. That's my theory. All right. <laughs> so a firm stock price has plunged towards a record low...
4: I Love the the language yes. on all these
2: articles, and so a firm looked around and said, uh, oh, "That's Peloton's fault."
4: <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did, yeah. They sent they sent out a shareholders letter as part of their, you know, the huge. Whenever you do these little marketing, not marketing, but
2: earnings um, earnings reports, earnings reports. Yeah.
4: and uh, they didn't name Peloton in the shareholder but shareholders letter, but they did say that there was one particular earnings partner that had uh, basically not done as well as they thought they would.
2: They said, we don't want to name any names because we'd hate to embarrass Peloton.
4: Yeah. But. And then on the call, they were like, yeah, it's all Peloton. Hey, between you and me. And the whole world. <laughs> but I have to say, that, okay, I just, I wanted to talk about this because when you hear that, it makes it sound like... I guess what we ought to do is talk about the numbers here and it's all below. So I don't remember the numbers, but it's something like last year and the year before it was like in the 20s, the 20 percentages. And this year they're saying that the GVM, whatever the heck that is, is only going to be two, two percent. In the first quarter of 23. So, what I found, there it is, what I found interesting about that is that that makes it sound like that's because that's how little Peloton is selling. Right. But I don't think that's the whole story. Right. They've come, Peloton, has completely shifted how they're selling. Right. And so now that they're selling at Dick Sporting Goods and Amazon, the money structure is different. They don't need a firm for those types of at least the Amazon sales. They don't need a firm right. at all. And so I think that's different. And then you made a good point whenever I, I was telling you that this morning. You made another good point about what else you think that's going on there.
2: The bike rental program yeah. that they were saying is going like way better than they had anticipated. Well, if you're renting the bike, then you don't need a firm for that, right? So, exactly. So are Peloton sales down? Absolutely. Like yeah, we're not no one's, to, no one's trying. No to, one's to. trying to tell you the Peloton sales aren't down. But to say that like Peloton sales have dropped so. So much that it's crippling A firm well I don't know that that's Entirely accurate because there Is a smorgasbord of Reasons because yes sales are Down you can get it from Amazon you can Get it from Dix which may or may not Use a firm and and Then finally of course you can rent a bike And which wouldn't involve a Firm at all so I think Those things working in concert Have taken a bite but I Don't think you can lay it solely At the feet of declining sales
4: i I agree and i just felt like that was important to cover because i think that people just put these headlines out there and they don't really think about how that sounds so just thought we should put a little context around that for anybody that bothers to listen
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're so optimistic
4: i know Uh, i've had a lot of things be very not optimistic this week so i'm trying
2: so it was announced this week that peloton has partnered with the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation to have uh, accessible content and Logan is taking the lead on that.
4: He is. Yeah, it's the first uh, seated adaptive program and it's a whole bunch of classes. I think I want to say there was like eight or ten classes just that were all seated, but they also have another piece of it that are classes that are going to be things like with Ross Rayburn, for example, that's mm-hmm. meditation for caregivers. Like they have another 20 classes that are a bunch that are directed towards caregivers. Oh, that's and that's in recognition of National Family Caregivers Month. So I thought that was really cool. It's like you have these two things happening. There's oh, 10 classes for the adaptive strength, but then also taking care of the caregivers that, that are out there caring for people. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. Absolutely. So very cool. Very cool. Uh, I really applaud this. I love seeing these collaborations because it's something that if you are not in the community, you don't think that Peloton would do. And it's something that you almost have to look for. If you're a person who needs these adaptive classes, uh, you'd have to go looking for them. So I like that you can go find it by looking in the programs and the collections. They're right there. Easy to find.
2: So speaking of partnerships, Peloton is teaming up with Sporting Equals, which is part of Black History Month in the UK.
4: It is. And it's also part of the Peloton Pledge. So they've been working with Sporting Equals since 2021. And this actually came out as part of that ESG report that we covered last week. Okay, Um, But I thought it was really neat to be able to see that, like, this particular partnership is having quite a impact. The program has successfully partnered with 13 different organizations and there's 17 different sports and physical activity programs for adults in ethnically mm-hmm. diverse communities. So, I thought that was pretty cool. The program has reached over 970 participants, 713 of whom are women. How about that? Very cool.
2: So, last week Peloton rolled out an apparel shopping link on the bike
4: yeah this was pretty cool so uh, as of last week when when we were doing our research this was a, available on two different classes and that was all that we could find it on one mm-hmm. was like Emma's class and then there was another another class and it just said shop. Emma's look or shop Leanne's look and that's what it said and then what you do is you would click on it to say yes I want to see it and then it would send an email to you with links for the apparel that they were wearing so we we put together a little article about it and some of the things to consider are are they going to do this across the board I think this is one of a b testing for Barry you know
2: but I can't imagine this wouldn't roll out Completely at some point because it's to me It's just low hanging fruit like My question was why weren't they doing this five Years ago
4: there were several people that asked That question whenever I posted that there were also Several people that said I don't want This when I'm exercising so to (laughs) those
2: People in fairness I just want to say
4: yeah, like, that was I what mean, I said too. Like,
2: I I don't even understand. Like, some people just like they like. I just think they like to Complain. masturbate to the idea of being mad about something. I know. Like, because I'm just like, oh my god, wh- Who doesn't sell you T-shirts? Your favorite band, your favorite sports team.
4: Well, your- my my issue with it is it's not why you're exercising. There's 45 seconds in the class left. Like, really? What is that yeah, doing? How is that ruining your experience? Yeah, and not. if you don't want to click on it, don't hide it. It. Like hide it's, it it's
2: not a big deal yeah and
4: and, and especially to all the people who I have said well I can't stand when My stalker keeps sending me stupid High fives and they're like just ignore it Well then you just ignore the stupid link How about that but
2: yeah like I just (laughs) I I don't this to me this should have Zero controversy about it like This is this is a smart idea That again my only complaint about it is that it's So obvious it should have existed years Ago and I think it will generate a lot Of revenue for a company that everybody says needs to Find new ways to make money but not
4: a way They didn't think of Tom
2: yeah not a
4: way they don't approve
2: right <laughs> so but yeah just settle I think, down yeah i'm like oh yeah you can buy it. like and people want to buy the things they do that they're wearing. they want to buy that now now if you're a guy you maybe well, don't that but,
4: That's a question, right? Yeah. Like th- f- so far, this has only been tested on women's apparel. right. Will it be tested on men's apparel? That's one of the questions that I have. Yeah, and another question I have is, will we see non- peloton apparel because a lot of the instructors, the rule has typically always been, and and maybe this has changed. Mm-hmm. In the past, it's always been you have to wear at least one peloton thing that's that, that's fair. more than fair. Yeah. but if they're wearing something, that is like Peloton on the top Adidas on the bottom. Right. Are they going to put an Adidas Lincoln? And then how does that work Whenever all the other instructors have All these deals with all these other companies yeah, hey, Who gets treated fairly? Who's Not treated well, fairly? Well, Here's what
2: I think happens Or what I would be structuring is Then you know once They do this right and they establish that it Works because my guess is it will agreed Right then maybe it's like okay Adidas we, we will also put in a link For your leggings that match our Shirt but You know, we get, 15% 15% or whatever You know they they start selling that link And there's a way to make revenue in a Way that isn't necessarily intrusive And if somebody doesn't want to do it then they just won't include the Link but it's a way to generate Some some revenue in a, in a fairly Turnkey manner
4: I agree I don't see the big deal and Here's People my... have been asking for it forever yeah. Like they're always like what is what is Right what is somebody wearing What is Olivia wearing we had a whole Who segment
2: is... On the show about yeah, that yeah and, yeah until Peloton kind of shut that not Instagram. kinda. They just okay. did. They did. They
4: shut it down. Yeah. And and a lot of people are wondering if this is why. Like they've been working on this for a long time. It Maybe. would not surprise me. Maybe. So here's
2: my question. Are we gonna see it for non-apparel stuff? Like by Toon book. I don't know. So I no, don't just, just
4: I will talk. say that would be not make as much sense to me. Yeah. Because this is specifically what an instructor is wearing sure. in this class. Yeah. Now I could see still having it, but like outside of the class, like right now you go onto the bike and it'll say like, you know, like, oh, we just launched this new program. That would be the appropriate place for Day's book in my mind. Yeah. But how do you make it fair to all the instructors? They're all shelling out. They're all like shelling for something. So then where is that like line?
2: For sure. Like that's, yeah, that will be uh, something to sort out.
4: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Also this week, you can now have an all-class selector available in iOS. Did I sound like I knew what I was talking about? No.
4: Oh, damn it. But I like that you tried. Okay. So this is funny because this is one that Android... Has had for months. I know it was like six months ago. (laughs) This came out on Android, and I think it's the only time Android has gotten something before iOS. Yeah, the only time, and it finally showed up on iOS. Some people are saying they still don't see it. I don't know. You have to have the newest version of iOS for it to work, and for all I know, Peloton is still rolling it out slowly. But it's it's great to have because it's a pain in the ass to be if you're on the app. You're like, what classes are happening in the next six hours? Now you got to go cycling classes, running classes, meditation classes. So to have this all button, life changing, life changing. I immediately had to tag Gina in it because Gina has been saying this to me probably weekly for about five years. Like, why <laughs> is this not on the app? So as soon as I saw it hit, I was like, Gina, it's finally here.
2: <laughs> and now you two have nothing to talk about.
4: I know. That was it. It's <laughs> the end of our friendship.
2: <laughs> so we had uh, a couple different peloton pop culture appearances this week
4: but this is my favorite yes yeah, so
2: this is a story i broke you did i broke a story Woo. Woo-hoo. it only took six years of yeah. podcasting good job yeah so but there is a peloton mention in the new black panther movie which opens today if you're listening on the day this comes out yes yeah yes and it is not plot related it is not even said by a major character it's so it, this is not really a spoiler i don't think in any way but there is you do have a, a reference from uh julie but, Lu- but wait oh
4: if it bothers you stop listening yes if you don't want to know anything about the movie please stop
2: just forward ahead like yeah 60 skip 30 seconds, seconds yeah.
4: 45 seconds you'll, you'll be yeah. past it
2: but julie dreyfus's character makes a a suggestive comment and uses peloton as a punchline in her sexual innuendo to,
4: about things she's writing.
2: Yes, about things she's writing. <laughs> so, but uh, but anyway, so yeah, I thought it was it was cool to see Peloton. Now, it was funny because like I'm in the movie, you didn't go with me to this one, and so
4: you didn't even ask.
2: You said you didn't want to go. You said you... how busy your day was.
4: Uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> you were...
4: I thought you only had one ticket. No,
2: like you could have gone. You were just going on and on about how how tired you were, and how, so I just didn't. It even... has been a. Sh- week yeah so it's i did even put it on you but yeah so it's just nice to see that you know people talk about is peloton still relevant yep like, well
4: it just made it to the hottest movie franchise in the last 20 years. Yes.
2: So. so and this there's a good chance this could probably even be the highest grossing film of the year the way things are going. So oh I, no wait I take that back. There's no way it's beating Top Gun Maverick. But, I don't
4: think it yeah, can beat Top Gun. I was wondering. Yeah, I was like wait. I was wait. like wait what came
2: <laughs> out. Of, oh Maverick. Okay. It could be the second highest grossing movie of the year.
4: <laughs> it was really long though you said like two hours it's and 40 two, minutes.
2: Two hours and 40 minutes. And if you haven't seen it yet there's no end credit sequence. So, so don't,
4: don't stay. Don't
2: stay till the end. There's Don't a,
4: watch all 2 hours and 40 minutes right, and then sit through another a, 10 minutes of credits. There
2: is a mid-credit sequence that you w- definitely want to stay for, but after that, you're done. Beat the traffic, let the nerds give you the dirty look and then they'll feel bad for having waited for no reason.
4: Yeah, they're going to give you that like uh, uh. Yeah. I go to too many nerd movies. Mm. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs>
2: Also, while we were talking about pop culture appearances from Peloton, they made it yet again into SNL. Uh, last week,
4: yeah. So,
2: what did you think of this one? I didn't even watch the sketch. I didn't
4: watch the sketch. I just read it, but I was like, I could totally hear it because he was he was like the guy who plays Biden. What's yeah. that guy's name? I
2: don't know. He's okay. really he just started last yeah. season. Yeah.
4: Well, well. Anyway, the guy playing the character of Biden right now. He said that every morning he uh, takes his life into his own yeah. hands. Tim's by, fate Tim's by riding fate. his Peloton. Tim's fate yeah. by riding the Peloton. And I was like, wow. So. Heart attack joke two weeks in a row. All right. Yeah. <laughs> also,
2: it's like, it, well, I don't know how exercise is tempting fate. That seems like that's delaying fate. It but, is, uh, but
4: that since ever since the, yeah. the stupid thing on sex in the city, that's that's what people say. It's just yeah. shorthand because it's lazy. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an lazy. easy joke. But you know what? It's lazy because it's relevant. Yes. Just pointing that out yet again.
2: There is that. <laughs> there was a Peloton Row Showcase at PSNY.
4: Yes, and um, I chose this particular picture because this is all five of the row instructors and Alex posted the new row instructor Alex, not Alex Toussaint. He posted that he couldn't wait for all of them to be in the same place to see if they were actually the same height like in this picture. And spoiler, they're not. Yes. Matt is about eight inches shorter than everybody else. (laughs) I feel your pain, Matt. (laughs) But it's especially funny because he looks at almost the exact same height as Adrian. Adrian is really tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, so, but they're all kind of floating in the ether. Uh-huh. So, so you like, can
4: kind of scoot them around. <laughs> yeah,
2: like maybe Adrian is standing like eight feet behind everybody yeah. else just to
4: create the I'm sure they just pulled all these from different oh, places no because yeah. they haven't been in the same place yet. So uh, but it's fun. It's fun that people are going to get to go and they're going to get to try it out at hunt Studios, which is always nice. They're going to get to meet all the instructors so uh, several people were invited to that and I'm sure I I know we're going to hear about it because we've got some people that reached out to me so excited to hear more about that next week John Foley is back he is
2: dramatic pause in business (laughs) not at Peloton
4: right yes Uh, yeah so they are launching a direct-to-consumer rug brand, and I say they because there are three of the original co-founders of Peloton that are going to be part of this. So, Well, if they
2: need someone to try these out, I mean, I've never really thought about getting a toupee, but if it would no, no, help no, them, no. I would... Mm-mm. Oh,
4: The kind of rugs on your floor.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I know people are looking at this and going,
4: well, that's weird. So many people. Yeah. So but, many people really thought they made a lot of funny jokes. I didn't think they were that funny. Yeah. Like I'm a little I'm a little annoyed. Like I'm a little annoyed. Like why why are you shitting on this man starting over? Like first you're yeah. rude to him for all of the things that are happening and then you're just like, "Oh, he made a comeback. Let me shit on that too." Yeah. I don't now, get I, it.
2: I will say this. Like I look at this and go, "Is there a demand for that?" But you know what? Like a decade ago, people would have said the same thing about a Peloton bike. Yeah, So, like, you how don't many know. years did
4: it take for yeah. him to find funding for Peloton in Silicon Valley? Because nobody thought that it right. was going to be a thing. And I have no idea if this yeah, is going to be either, a good thing or just, a bad thing. But I did hear through the grapevine that this is not something that has been in play since just since he left Peloton. This has been in play for quite a while. That's what I heard. Wow. That like this has been kicking around his brain. It's been something that's been on his mind that he's wanted to do for quite a while. So I don't know. It'll be
2: interesting, like, because I know there are other companies that you can buy a rug and it comes to your house and it's Well, they you know, have those, so I don't know what the difference the, is. Well, I
4: think some of it is the the it's being sent to your house, it's customizable. And I think the ones you're talking about are the ruggable thing where yeah. you can like wash it and I don't think that's what this is. Okay. And regardless of whether or not it is going to work, I will say this, he's already raised 25 million dollars for it. Yeah. It's more than I've raised. Yes. ever I, that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, people seem to have thought that whatever he was going to do Next just automatically had to be in fitness And I think that's why there's so much pushback On this yeah and I guess I'm just Like why did you ever think that Yeah before why this you... it was
2: Barnes and Nobles yeah. Like what like what He's an
4: ideas guy, right. not just a fitness guy. Yeah, like he's he has multifacets, and all of these guys. Yeah, it'd be do. different
2: if he spent his entire career in fitness, and now he's like, now here's a rug, and you'd yeah. be like, well, what? But it's, I mean, he's he's nev- about
4: solving problems. Yeah. Now, I the only the only actual criticism that I saw that I thought was warranted mm-hmm. was somebody was like, this is cronyism at its finest. I agree with that. No. I agree with that I mean I like I love Hesau Kushi And yeah. John Foley And uni, But But I think that's a valid criticism Like I don't think they're doing anything wrong No But it's like the same people have the wealth The same yeah. people are always doing okay. these things But that's I mean
2: but there's also I mean I understand the the frustration And I share it a lot of times in other in other fields mm-hmm. Right Like But I will also say When we Started doing tonal stuff and we decided To start the superset we didn't Go find other people to host it That's true right Like, yeah. we, like, like we we did that so, Absolutely. I mean these people Are friends and you tend to work with Your friends which is what I try to impress on Our kids so much it's which networking. is networking Networking is important so like part Of the value of going to Harvard And just to be clear
4: our kids aren't going kids to aren't Harvard, Harvard no. right? Like
2: there's no. Mm-mm. Yeah. But they ain't smart enough and we ain't rich enough. So there's yep. no way that's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, but like the part of the advantage of going to a school like Harvard is you're going to be able to network with people who get into a school like Harvard. Yeah, so, I, And
4: I want to be clear. I'm not saying like I personally have a problem with it. I yeah. just thought it was the only thing that came out of people's mouths that yeah. was actually a valid Criticism and just that it's always the same people. Not yeah. that not that they specifically did anything wrong. Yeah, but just like this. Oh, it's not fitness. Oh, he's fallen so low. Oh, this. <laughs> oh, that. it was just a lot of really comments yeah. from a lot of people.
2: Welcome to the internet
4: I know, I know, but I think the thing is, I don't think they think they're being. Sh-ty. I think right. they think they're being funny, and yeah. and you know what. I don't even know why I'm critical Like why it upsets me Because John Foley's over there Making all the cash yeah. He doesn't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just take it personally Because I, what I think bothers me The most about it is People only want you To be successful so long They only oh, have your back sure. So long for And sure. then as soon as you get To a certain level They turn on you That
2: is always the case People love to build you up And tear them down You've, you've watched You can watch that cycle In this country Over and over and over again Yep, For sure
4: Fairweather fans Yeah well, I'm happy for him, and I hope it goes well. Yeah,
2: and I hope we get a free rug out of it.
4: But <laughs> well, we never got anything else free, so that's I don't fair. think that's going to happen. That's
0: <laughs> Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now?
4: So
2: this might be a first. We've had lots of weeks... Or where back-to-back we've had lawsuit news Mm -hmm. We've had lots of weeks where we've had back-to-back announcements of different lawsuits Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever had back-to-back weeks of announcements of lawsuits being resolved
4: I agree with you and i will say the new management up there at peloton they're i feel like there is a giant game of whack-a-mole and there's yeah. like all these lawsuits coming out of the whack-a-mole holes they're the moles instead of the actual moles and and somebody is up there just bam 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 yeah. knock them out settle 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 yeah like let's
0: get,
2: let's clear the let's just get get, get, get them off stop the books. having to worry about this stuff <laughs> yeah for sure
4: I loved seeing it so, loved seeing
2: this uh, peloton and echelon have announced a settlement of all pending litigation
4: Happy to see it Echelon has agreed That it will cease Using Peloton's Patented leaderboard technology And on-demand classes That's right They're going to stop copying This one aspect of Peloton Good job yeah. One thing One down Woo.
2: 45 to go Yeah But, uh, but hey it, it happened but for fans of Echelon, fear Not, they do retain the right To continue sucking <laughs> So <laughs> So
4: Phew! So for all of you that were worried We were going to stop bagging on Echelon No. Not today.
2: No, no, that's not Going to happen. So they have, they That is proprietary and mm-hmm. they they Own that outright. They so, do, they do So it is theirs to keep.
4: We are happy To see that uh, they are Settled and it says neither Company will be making any for their comment so they left it to us yeah you're
2: welcome barry (laughs) (laughs) man there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses
4: So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go
2: to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
4: That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot (laughs) C-O.
0: Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen.
2: Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom tube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello.
4: Hi. All right, we've got a fun one from Alex Markowski. So it's a little bit long of a question, but you'll understand whenever I get through it. She's (laughs) been riding her bike for five years, and she was very proud of her fitness level. But then her husband started riding about six months ago and has already surpassed her based on FTP. Now she under, and you know what FTP is, that's the the power that they use to calculate their power zones. So um, that's where that's specifically coming from. Now she understands this may seem ridiculous, but how does she get past her jealousy slash Resentment. She is a competitive person and it's killing her that in a few months uh, he has passed her in what took five years. And she understands he's a man, but... It's not fair in all caps. Any tips on taming this jealousy would be welcome.
0: <laughs> this
2: would so be you if I ever. It would stay and off this the happened. damn
0: bike. I'll give you permission. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> and, and and look, I, I think first of all, we have to kind of start with the premise of that's not fair. Unfortunately, life is not fair. Amen. And different, and different people have different strengths and different weaknesses. And there are some people who just have naturally great endurance. I personally have had to work very hard for mine, but there are other people who just, it's, really easy for them or their strength they can just pick up unbelievable amounts of weight and it's just easy for them so i think
4: first of all people like dr jen that run really fast and make it look effortless
0: (laughs) Very 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 but yet at the same time despite that when i get on the bike i'm always in the bottom one third of the class always so i think that that we have to be careful and we have to look at where being competitive helps us and where it hurts us. I am a very competitive person. I was on the national team of rhythmic gymnastics for five years, performed in the 84 Olympics. Like I was trained by a hardcore Russian gymnastics coach to be a killer. Yet when it comes to Peloton, I'm not at all competitive. That's I watch so interesting. people pass me on the leaderboard. I high five them, go girl. Like. <laughs> because for me it would take away from the fun of the experience like to me it wouldn't be fun if I felt like I had to beat other people and I think that that she needs to really look at what are the dynamics with her and her husband what would she like the vibe to be in the relationship because look you know like Eric lifts unbelievable amounts of weight like I would never even think of competing with him in that area and i love it i'm really proud of him and i think it's amazing he's like one of the most one of the strongest humans on the planet that i've (laughs) ever met and that's great and i feel pride in his strength and i think that she may need to switch it out and kind of be like okay what's going on that this is preventing me from feeling happy for him like how great that he's accomplishing this and maybe she can start to be happy for him and really start to look at areas in her life where she gets to kind of be on the podium, where she gets to kind of have something that is naturally that maybe she's a better artist than him. Maybe she's a better writer. Maybe she's better at running or stretching or something else. And to kind of make peace with all of that. And and I think that, again, we have to really look at where being competitive serves us and where it doesn't. And this isn't serving her. This is causing her pain. And she's accomplished so much over five years that that she needs to remain proud of
4: I definitely agree although I I will say there are times there are times that it's like it's hard to it's hard to take stock of things that you do well and to be able to see that in a prideful way because and we've talked about it on the show before that sometimes when it's your your accomplishment it just is like well of course because anybody can do it if I can do it and so you you can even like, brush off the things you do better than other people, but yet this one thing is stuck
0: in your head that they're doing better. And I think like we've talked about before, any time you find yourself doing that, it's time to self reflect and to really look at what was it in my childhood that made me feel like what I was doing wasn't special, that I didn't deserve that kind of recognition, that I somehow should be overlooked and i think that that's really where a lot of the work is that we get trained at a very early age in a lot of households not to pat ourselves on the back and i think it's important we learn to pat ourselves on the back i think that that when we can do that we become less focused on other people other people's accomplishments and needing their approval because we can provide it for ourselves
2: yeah, that, I feel like that's a very Midwestern thing. It is. Of, like, don't pat yourself on the back. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's like we grew up in very different households, but we both still have that same mentality,
0: Yeah,
2: of, you know, and I have to remind her all the time of the, all the time of the things that she does well.
0: And you probably can see it really clearly with her, but not Mm. much with yourself. And you're like, what what do you mean you're not patting? It's like, that's amazing what you just did.
4: Yeah. And certain things he's good at patting himself on the back. But like when it comes to like, like tonal, for example, I mean, he's his strength score is stupid high and he's always just like, whatever. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But but I do think, look, there's a really interesting study that came out. I talk about it in my book that found that couples who celebrate each other's successes actually have better numbers when it comes to the longevity of the relationship Mm. and you know i never really thought about it in terms of like peloton but maybe she can shift like shake it up and kind of instead celebrate it like instead like hey oh my god you beat your pr you know, let's let's have a special dinner or maybe he can acknowledge her and help her to appreciate how far she's come. And when she breaks her PR and that doesn't have to be they're competing against each other. But as they compete against themselves and, and they improve, they can both celebrate each other.
4: Yeah. and And, you know, she doesn't really say how he's responding to his, you know, <laughs> If, like, like hopefully, if he's
2: spiking the football, exactly. that's going to be a problem. And hopefully
4: yeah. he's just like just doing his thing and she just happens to be noticing it. You know, that's that's my yeah. assumption, because that would be Tom and I. He would just not say anything.
0: You yeah. <laughs> would I be think like, if it's, not, if it's not the case, and let's just say he is making a big deal of it or being competitive with her. I think having a conversation to say this is something that's really important to me. Like I've worked for five years to build this up, and I'm feeling really demoralized and discouraged when you're making such a big deal of how much further along you are than me. I really need your support. And Mm -hmm. asking for what we need in our relationships is just such an important skill. It
2: is, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, also, if she's a competitive person and he's a competitive person, that you know, that might be at sometimes a productive component of the relationship or a fun aspect of the relationship. And so I would suggest maybe finding a metric that is more balanced if you still want to have some sort of way to compete, but that is more fair? Well, you know, and, and somebody, is, is there a different metric you can use like number of rides or number of minutes or uh, you know.
4: Well somebody went on to say in this thread because this kind of went back and forth that that really she's still beating him because she's, she's a smaller person and has lost weight and that when you look at FTP divided by weight she's more powerful than he is whenever you normalize it and weight is how you normalize it and and that is accurate so really if you wanted to have like the most apples to apples like thing that you could be using that would actually be a better one is the ftp by weight because that takes your kilograms and says okay this person weighs hundred pounds and has this output. This person weighs 200 pounds and has this output. They look like this, but whenever you, you even take the weight into it, now it's closer to this, or in this case, it's like this. Does that make sense?
0: It, it does. But I, but I still think it's like focusing on the wrong thing because like <laughs> being competitive with someone in your family. I mean, like, you know, like whether it's like a sibling or a spouse or a parent, like I don't think it serves me unless you're Venus and and Serena, like you know. Like I'm pretty enjoy... sure they're not married, though. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but enjoy your ride. Like, do what it takes to enjoy your ride. And sometimes you've got to put on blinders and just not pay attention to what other people are doing, even people who you love, and find other ways to support each other. I think that's I think true. it's
2: funny. I think I love watching the way the two of you approach the problem. Right? Because. <laughs> once one's a licensed therapist right one's a project manager and and crystal solves the topic and dr. Jen addresses the issue and
0: the emotions right?
2: yeah like
0: heart <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> found that fast. So. really
0: serves our friendship. It does. <laughs> yes. It does. It serves our marriage. It I'll does. <laughs> oh, so. I love that.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. Until uh until next time, where can people find you?
0: You can find me not being competitive (laughs) (laughs) on social media at Dr. Jed man, two ends on Jed, two ends on man. Uh, Or you can find me in style magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. (laughs) Jed. Thank you. Instructors in the news.
2: So Bex Gentry is on episode four of In All Hours.
4: Yeah, and uh, basically, it is a partnership with Aura Ring, and she talks about how Aura Ring tracked the differences that have started occurring in her body before she even knew that she was pregnant or at the very beginning of her pregnancy. She talks about this openly about how she had had a miscarriage before. And so she didn't really trust her body and that the aura ring kind of showed those changes starting to happen and allowed her to have a little more trust within her body. That's interesting. I thought so too. I thought so too. It's always
2: interesting the way technology is getting to the point that it can know things before you do.
4: I agree. I agree. I've never used use the aura ring but i know it does a lot of similar things to what the whoop does and that really is crazy how accurate it is i mean yeah i can always tell when my pms symptoms are starting to happen because it's like oh i feel fine but all of my stats just went to
2: (laughs) (laughs) i can normally tell you when they're starting Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's enough out of you (laughs) that's
2: close um so have i ever told you a story about target and their target marketing i
4: don't think so, so this
2: happened about 15 maybe 20 years ago okay but like so a dad storms into a target outraged outraged i tell <gasps> you you did tell and me he's this. like how dare you send this to my 15 year old daughter and it was a thing about like hey we sell all this stuff for pregnant women and we have prenatal vitamins and we have this and we have that and we have that and like the manager's like i'm a manager of a target i don't control that like it's just like
4: go to the home office yeah
2: but and so like the guy's like the manager's like trying to backpedal as best he can and it's like and apparently like they like target had set up this thing where like i guess you had the target card and like when you bought certain things in combination. Triggered it to th- to know or think or assume that you are probably pregnant.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And so it sent something to this teenager and like and so they apologize profusely. And, and then like like six weeks later, the dad comes back in. He's like, yeah, so about that. Um, <laughs> she was pregnant. She was pregnant, Whoops. and apparently Target knew. Now before, that's a whoopsie doodle. Target knew before she did. Ah, <laughs> because of the things she was buying.
4: That's crazy. Yeah,
2: like it wasn't like she bought a pregnancy test and they sent it to her. Yeah. It was like Because like, that's she was having cravings.
4: Easy. She had like donuts. Yeah she was, well, <laughs> I guess
2: I don't know. They never really said like what she was buying But there were certain things in if you bought them kind of at the same time or in close proximity They were
4: like saltines right. and yeah pickles <laughs> and,
2: Yeah, so that's crazy. You know, I just thought that was fast.
4: It is it is
2: the next episode of LOL Cody will feature Carly Rae Jepsen.
4: Yes. And there will also be a guest instructor of Kendall. Kendall will be there as well. How about that? Yeah.
2: And he gets a nice big write up about that in Pop Sugar.
4: Yeah. It looks like they're going to be covering this for all of the episodes. So if you want to see like what's going to happen on the next episode, if you just kind of watch each week, you'll be able to get the full rundown before it happens. It's pretty cool.
2: So the UK is getting a new Tread instructor.
4: Yeah, this got posted on Jocelyn Thompson Rules uh, Instagram, Hannah Frankson, and they like blurred out one of the instructors and it's like, oh, it's the Team (laughs) Tread UK chat and it goes from four to five. Who's it going to be? Well, I think it's going to be Hannah Frankson, but that's just me.
2: Oh, okay. Putting your money on the table, making your bets.
4: I am. Just feels right.
2: So... Robin Arzan had A Twitter talk
4: She was on Twitter spaces Twitter today.
2: spaces Whatever that's called Talking about Web3 It's their clubhouse Okay Trying to explain it to people
4: yeah. Well, How'd that go?
2: You listened. She
4: was actually trying to explain what this Swaggered Solutions or whatever it's called is going to do. Okay. Um, and they were talking about Web3 in general. And like, why is she doing her? What is this thing called? Swagger something. I don't know. Swagger Society. Swagger Society. I was taking so, a
2: drink. I actually knew the answer to that one.
4: Well, you were taking too long. I'm oh, sorry.
2: It's, gotta hydrate. stay hydrated. Hydrate
4: another time. I
2: gotta stay hydrated it's with my, my Coke time. Zero. <laughs>
4: So she talked a little bit about, well, this went on for quite a while, actually. But one of the questions was like, what exactly is Swagger Society going to do? What exactly is it for? And it was hard to tell because a lot of this conversation was just buzzword after buzzword right. after buzzword. But if you read between the lines, this is what I kind of got from it that she is looking to have conversations that are more one on one. She says that it's unprecedented access to her. I don't think I actually believe that, but I am I willing to it could see. Be. I know.
2: There's no sort of technology that's going to make it possible for her to talk to a thousand people.
4: So what she Was saying Directly one-on-one So what she was Saying was that Web one Web two Those are all Like one-way Conversations And by that She specifically Said people go on And they make a Comment Yeah I disagree with That because you Comment back and Forth like you Can reply to that But apparently That's not good Enough so on Web three it's Supposedly more Dynamic where you Can have a Conversation I Again I'm not Seeing it I Don't get it
2: I just don't know How a person like This could have The bandwidth to do that I don't mean ban I mean Metaphorically oh I know in her I know. head like, I just thought enough, it was conf- enough room it was confusing Because we're talking about something that actually also uses Bandwidth but yeah but, but like it, She doesn't have the the time The time or or energy not To I'm not saying she's not energetic and She was but. she
4: was talking about how like There will be like personalized drops Into people's lockers because Apparently there's some kind of locker or something That is going to be there and it's still This is still being built out so these yeah. things could All change I don't know exactly what it's going to look like and I want to be clear, I'm not even skeptical of Robin. I'm skeptical of web 3. Yeah. Like I don't understand why people say it's more dynamic than one or two. Like I don't understand yeah, how it's different.
2: I keep hearing the pitch, but I don't hear an actual explanation.
4: And and part of what they're saying is that like web 1 was just a flat web page web It was just
2: a web page Go to coke.com And you can read a flyer About coke
4: And web 2 It's like It's the social media aspect Right But web 3 Is It doesn't It's They're saying Web 1 and 2 Were more disparate And that it can be More Like all cohesive In web 3 And and I guess Without seeing it in action right. I'm just not seeing that Because like I've looked around At some of the discord stuff That's out there For Some of these organizations, I'm just not a Discord fan. So that's on me. But I think you got to be to be able to get into this.
2: Yeah. Is Discord Web 3?
4: Well, no, but it's one of the places that you can interact about right. Web three. But it's just like a giant chat I, room, right? I know that's what yeah. I'm saying. I don't. This to me, this takes us back 20 years, right. not forward. And, it's like
2: congratulations, you've invented instant messenger.
4: But it's more than that because you're talking to so many people at the same time. It's almost like Reddit and a chat room. But, it's really but weird. You
2: message boards and it's like when people started going crazy for narrative podcasts, and I'm like, congratulations, you've invented old time radio.
4: Yeah, I I don't know. I'm still. I had hoped. I would get more clarity about what it actually is that she's doing. And I, and I didn't at the end of the day, she's, she's saying that it's going to deepen relationships and that she's not looking for this to get her a bunch of followers. What she's looking to do is to have more deepened conversations with a more select group. And I don't, Think that's actually going to be what happens. And I don't know. But I will say this she also went on to say the reason that this is so important to her is because as she was listening to all of these like boys' club types have all these conversations, Mm -hmm. she was like, there are no women in these spaces there are no people of color in these spaces having these conversations and so she wanted to get in on it that that's why this is important to her right is because she doesn't want a whole nother like a whole nother generation (laughs) exactly generation of medium to occur without people that she feels like she represents and without her specifically yeah so and i think those are, are good things to say and i mean i said this much to you like i want to understand this yeah. because i don't want to be left behind the world is changing whether i like it or not right. whether i'm on board with web 3 or not it's happening so yeah, i want to know just, more about it yeah just no
2: <laughs> i'm yet to see someone show it to me where it's like then this is what it does
4: yeah Yeah, you know, and I think part of it is because so many people are like, it's got to have something to do with blockchain. And that's certainly part of it. But that's not the only piece of it. And so I think I think that there's a lot of people who are in this space that all they focus on is the cryptocurrency and blockchain and NFTs and that kind of thing. And it doesn't. There is a whole conversation happening outside of that. Yeah. And I, I think people need more education about that side of it. But we will continue to update you as as I learn more. Um, I am very invested in finding out exactly what this is. And when <laughs> I find out without buzzwords, I will tell you.
2: <laughs> so Eric Yeager took over Tobias Heinz's Instagram. It, yes to give some updates on the manislu trail he uh, did expedition whatever this is it's
4: this is stage one look at that mountain like that's insane oh, i thought that was a
2: graph of some kind yeah it's a mountain
4: that's that's a graph of the ascent
2: of the so it's the, the elevation it's, it's a, the
4: elevation Yeah, like yes his,
2: his tracking him has recreated the Profile of that mountain. But,
4: but the important thing is this is only stage one. Yeah. Like this is like that's <laughs> the incredible part. And like I can't quite see the numbers on here. I should have memorized them, but like the the largest, the longest ascent. Okay, so the in total, just on stage one, we're talking 20, 30, like two thousand meters. Okay. The descent is 1600 meters and so the the longest ascent is going to be 1300 meters and the short the longest descent is 1480 meters his checkpoint time is going to be uh, 16 kilometers and the fastest time this has ever occurred for men is two i think that's two hours 59 minutes and 20 seconds the slowest time was eight hours and 50 seconds
2: well i think the slowest time would be zero well, I'm just telling you. What I it currently says. hold the slowest time. Well, you didn't do it, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <So> Precisely. <laughs> we are we are rooting for so, Tobias, and yes. uh, I am so excited to be watching this journey. So I will continue to give more updates as they occur. I guess next week it should, in theory, be done. Yeah. Um. So I hope he's I hope he's hanging in there. This is scary. <laughs> it's a lot, man. It
0: is. Clip out.
2: Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom tube. Every week we collect your fitness and nutrition questions and then we throw them at Angelo <laughs> and whatever he can't duck, he answers. So, <laughs> about the size of it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> So hi. Hi. <laughs> hey,
2: guys. I meant to him.
4: <laughs> Why well, was saying hi too. Oh, Is that, that okay? Him.
2: Okay, now no, I'm up to speed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They well, were both saying hi to me. I
3: feel privileged. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, uh, one of our listeners, Jenna Lund Murphy, she would yeah. like to know some tips about how to increase protein without increasing cholesterol
3: oh great great question actually i've been just talking about this with another client so jenna what you want to do is you want to get plant-based proteins and there's a whole bunch of them out there unfortunately when it, when people ask me this they're typically wanting oh what brand what product and what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you categories instead of a specific brand or product because if i give you a brand or product by the time you hear this podcast They may have changed their formulation. It may not even be on the market anymore. And these companies are constantly changing up what what they're making. So think about the principles of what what you're looking for. You want to increase your protein. So there are lots of protein sources that are uh, non-animal sources. So what you can do is you can get protein from, of course, legumes, nuts, seeds, etc. Those most people know about. And that's a great way. Protein powder is such an easy way to supplement and a little bit will go a long way with a lot of my more plant-based dieters. Sometimes I'll just have them do just a half a serving of a vegetarian or vegan protein powder in just a little water as a supplement once, twice a day to bring that protein up or even with a specific meal where it may be a little bit low. Another option that you have is there's so many high protein veggie burgers out there now. There's a plethora of options. What you're looking for is a combination of high protein and modest carbohydrate. Because most of them will have some carbohydrates in it, and that is okay. What you don't want to be is upside down, where it's just basically a carb burger. Because a lot of times, you know, the, <laughs> what it, the qualifications and labeling for it to say high in protein is pretty modest. You know, they can say high in protein and it still be mostly carbs.
2: <laughs> it's also hard to swallow when you're upside down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what they can say is it's high in protein or protein at what you're really looking for is twice the protein as the carb. That's a rule of thumb. And you're going to be able to find lots of different brands have that. So in other words, if it has 20 grams of protein and 10 grams of carbs or thereabouts, You're golden.
4: Got a green light.
3: Green light. That's golden. That's going to be a high protein, great vegetarian burger that you can use to supplement. And then there are now squeezing in between the lines here when people are asking about cholesterol and things like that. There's some animal protein that is often recommended and on a lot of people's diets, even when they're trying to reduce saturated fat or cholesterol. Of course. Take that up with your doctor and your protocol. But for example, good fish, high in omega-3s, et cetera, like salmon, that can be a great way. Now, maybe that's not what you're looking for. You want a vegetarian option. That's a little different. But for people wanting something with good fats, you can get some fish. Other things you can do is for people who are incorporating a little bit of dietary dairy, such as egg whites without the yolk. We're skipping the fat, we're just getting the protein, such as low-fat cottage cheese, low-fat string cheese. You're still in the boat of getting some cholesterol, but there's ways of doing it to reduce and decrease saturated fats, which are in some cases looked at as more of the villain. So balance there is key. In fact, I was just having this conversation with one of my clients because he he said his doctor is kicking him in high gear and he thinks he's ready to do some of the stuff I've been <laughs> encouraging him. He's been inching towards. I gotta give him some credit. Well, now we're gonna we're gonna more than inch, we're gonna sprint. And so where we landed is he's going to do a plant-based day, but allow himself some animal protein at night. And for him, it's going to be a reduction of animal protein by 70%.
1: Wow. See,
3: and, but it, it's it's not an increase of pain by 70% to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you see? So find that balance for you. That's what I typically tell my, my clients because in this area in this realm what i'm interested is people say well isn't that isn't it just going straight vegan best i'm not interested in what's best i'm what interested in what you'll do (laughs) i'm interested in what you'll follow through with and if you have that lifestyle awesome but if that is not your history and there's nothing in your history that would suggest you're going to make that transition
2: I feel Star- like this is directed at me.
4: <laughs> I think I think you're projecting your own guilt. Is what it
0: is.
2: He's like, "I would not recommend this to anyone else." But I know it's as close as we're going to get for you. <laughs> oh, but it
3: It's true. A lot of people will get hung up on what's best and I have to bring them into what's balanced and what's sustainable because ultimately that will be best. But yeah, there's lots of great options out there. But I would look to offset. Oh, and there's also things like tofu. Mm. Uh, Now, I know that that brings up the question, oh, is that going to throw off estrogen levels? You'd have to have quite a bit of it for that to be. (laughs) Be an issue. So if you put it in the rotation with your with your bean black bean burgers, with your protein burgers, with your um with your legumes, with your nuts, with your seeds, and with your protein powder, you're probably gonna be just fine. Um it's when you start living off of one ingredient or another that we run into issues. But hopefully that'll give you some uh was it Jenna, I think her name was. I hope that'll give Jenna a few ideas.
4: I i think it will. Yeah, that was a that lot was of good lot one ideas. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well thank you. And if people would like uh stuff like this tailor-made for them and their fitness journey, where can they find you?
3: Absolutely. Metpro.co slash TCO. Thanks so much, guys.
4: Thank you. Peloton Celebrity Sightings.
2: So the New York Times wrote about Ashton Kutcher and his marathon journey. Why Ashton Kutcher is running his first and maybe last marathon.
4: Okay, can I just say I am so impressed with this man. He has <laughs> raised more than a million dollars for Thorn yeah. by doing this. No, just by doing this. Right. Yeah, like that's this one incredible. Thing. Yeah. And this was all his idea. I mean, according to this article. Right. He reached out to Peloton and said, "Hey, I would like to do this with you." And all I want in return is for you to put the link at the end of each class. I don't want you to pay me a penny. Yeah. That's. That's a
2: good deal for Peloton. A,
4: not only is it good, a good deal, but I mean, been a fan of uh, Ashton Kutcher, but like learning about what he has done for Thorne, like I really have learned a lot about the the not-for-profit watching his classes mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed it. And he also does a great job at hosting hosting. Q&A. Let me tell you, people think that all we do is get on here and talk and it's that simple and yeah. it's not. There's a <laughs> lot of thought that goes into it. And this man, For you,
2: you think about it. This I... man has thought a lot about it <laughs> he and has. he
4: put a lot of thought into those questions and he kept the conversation going that is not as easy to do for as it sure looks.
2: absolutely and i think anyone who ever attempts it realizes very quickly
4: <laughs> no there's a lot of people who are self-involved and don't know that actually uh touche yeah um but the good ones do yes uh, so uh my hat's off to him he is and he really did an amazing job and he not only finished the marathon he finished it in under four hours, which is incredible. That's a really great time. And he had talked to Dr. Agus about why he might only ever do one. And Dr. Agus talked about whenever Dr. Agus was on, he talked about how marathons are actually one of the things that are more dangerous that you could do in life. And we I think we even talked about this on another episode um, where it's it's dangerous because the more you run, the larger your heart is trying to get to kind of like compensate for all of this activity you're doing. And it's fine to run a marathon, but like doing a whole bunch of marathons is not necessarily great for everybody because your heart, that's not what it's meant to do, according to Dr. Agus. Like it's fine to do one or two a year, but like (laughs) doing a whole bunch in one year is not necessarily a good idea. So I don't know if that's what he was referring to, but I'm curious to see if he ends up doing another one. Either way, my hat's off to him. I thought it was really cool.
0: Checking out the competition.
2: So the Hydro team is doing some smack talking about Peloton Rope.
4: Yeah, what'd you think of that?
2: Just seemed, I don't know, a little petty, Yeah. I guess. It seemed like they're concerned.
4: I mean, they are. Yeah. Like, they'd be kind of dumb to not be, to be honest. But, yeah, I... (sighs) You know, I really do get it. I do. It's kind of frustrating when, like, you came out with this thing and you did all your, you know, you did all the research and you put it all forward and then somebody else comes along. And it does
2: sound like, from what little bit we heard, if you're an actual rower, if you get in the boat and there's water next to you, that Hydro replicates that more accurately than Peloton does. Mm -hmm. But for the average person that wants a rowing machine... It sounds like the Peloton row is better and probably more cost-effective if you already have Peloton equipment.
4: I would agree with that. And also the the Hydro from what I understand is not quiet like the peloton i'm not saying that it's like a super super loud thing like for example peloton tread but the peloton row when we tried it was like silent it's whisper
2: quiet there's no sound and i think it's funny when people everybody's like oh my god it's so quiet i'm like who why do you give a you're just gonna get on and play Lizzo at, at 11 <laughs> so who cares how loud it is you're gonna drown it out
4: <laughs> well and I guess some people work out when their spouses or yeah. loved ones are asleep or and whatever your
2: phones or yeah but
4: yeah so I I can understand wanting that but I don't know it yeah well I also think that they're probably hydro is probably a little sad that, you know, they've been talked about as the Peloton of rowing and
2: now Peloton is the Peloton of rowing. Yeah, like you can't really they, the, my guess is they've probably used that in one on one conversations with people like yeah. that's their elevator pitch. And now they it's, can't use it. Anymore. Yeah, they all of a sudden there's a high degree of probability that they're going to become perceived as a knockoff when they're
4: not. That's true. And and they definitely did come out with it first. Yeah. I, I will say that, you know, Peloton had been working on that rower for a very long time. I yeah. still think that we knew about Peloton's rower before Hydro came out. So I don't know who did what first. I right. really don't. But I will say they, they've they known for a long time. Yeah. Hydro has known for a long time Peloton was coming. So, so how
2: long until these lawsuits start?
4: <laughs> That, that's a great question like who did what for right. patents win yes. is obviously what that's going to come down to yeah. so i really hope everybody has their together on yeah. this one let's not do it again folks <laughs> but they will
0: they
2: will <laughs> also the new york times has an article uh, for fitness buffs and landlords gyms are hot again
4: yeah and talk about some smack talking talking about how nobody needs a peloton anymore I mean there are people that love to go be in person at gyms that's sure. always going to be a thing. Yeah. It's so funny. I've I've done some other podcasts this year where I talk to people who for the most part, have never used a Peloton. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're either personal trainers or they just, use, you know, they're just really fit and they've used gyms or whatever. And it's so interesting because every time I talk to them, I, I, these people are always like, but I really like to go to the gym. And and I always say to them, that's great. People like me, I was super intimidated by the gym. So Peloton was freeing right. for me. And I, I I think that there is place in the world for both, you know?
2: Like, for sure. I think there are people who love the gym, Who cannot understand why people don't love the gym
4: yeah and i hate the gym i hate the gym like peloton is the only place i've ever felt at home and the only reason i feel at home there is because the community makes me feel at home. Yeah. I would never go, like, if I w- didn't use Peloton and I walked by the Peloton studio, I would never go in there. Here's in what gems are. Years.
2: Here's what gems are. This is the analogy that I think will sum up gems for people. Okay. They're a stick shift.
4: No, but I like stick shifts.
2: So right. No. Some people love stick shifts <laughs> and they, they think if you're not using a stick shift, you're not really driving the car. Nah. It's just a go kart. Yeah. And some true. people will only ever use stick shift. Everything else is for the week and you're dumb. Yeah. And then there are some people who enjoy a stick shift on the weekends, but in day to day traffic, they like their they like their automatic. Yeah. And then there's the bulk of the world, which is like. I don't need another part time job. Just give me an automatic car. Like I've never, I've never learned to drive a stick, and that's fine, right? The, yeah. And and because
4: if we ever need one, I can drive this. Yeah, I know how. I you for I got it.
2: But you, it's hard to find a stick shift car anymore. It is. And, it is. But I feel like gyms are becoming like stick shifts for people. Like it's they're like not
4: they're, as hard to find as a stick shift. But no. you're, the rest of your, I yeah. know somebody's going to mention it, not because you're wrong. okay, but
2: <laughs> but we're. We're five years into connected fitness right we're not 20 years. years yeah into connected for sure fitness, you know and so I I think over time look there are always gonna be people who love the gym and they will exist but you're not gonna have near as many and one on every corner which is gonna make it more likely that people pivot to home stuff because as there's fewer and fewer options your drive to a gym is going to get longer and longer And it's going to get less and less appealing And the same way that people kind of pivoted To automatics because They were less necessary more cars were automatic You had less need to learn to drive a stick And it just kind of withered and, it's, so,
4: it's really funny because it's, it's like all of Technology really like yeah. Uh, there are weeks i don't leave the house unless i go for a run i mean because we don't go to the grocery store we don't go shopping at a real store we order everything online yeah and i work at home so like every like i would not leave the house to go to a gym yeah i would hate that that would be awful (laughs) i love i love being able to work out at home on my schedule it's amazing in case you missed it
2: Jen Sherman had a class last week that seems very popular with people just based on the comments I see and I don't pay attention.
4: Yeah, Uh, she did a sold out show that was all Billy Joel live at Yankee Stadium and it happened on Saturday, November 5th at noon Eastern and uh, people just raved about it. I mean, it's Jen Sherman. Of course, they're going to rave about it. She loves Billy Joel. Who doesn't love Billy Joel? Lots of people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) say that about any artist. Yeah.
2: But but yeah, I think this is to commemorate his Yankee Stadium show that he did in 1990. Yes, it is. It was June 22nd and 23rd of
4: 1990.
2: Yeah, And I I believe they just reissued it on Blu-ray and CD. So I
4: I thought that was really interesting because when I first saw saw this pop up, I was like, that's so random. And you were like, nope. They're doing this whole thing with re-release. And I just thought it was interesting. Like, why wouldn't, why doesn't the um, marketing department, like, say that? Like, it says live at Yankee Stadium, but But why doesn't it say, hey, we're re-releasing this and push that?
2: I assume it's because of that, so, because I know he's got the big release coming out, so, but I don't know why it wouldn't.
4: I just thought it was weird that it wasn't pushed. Yeah, agreed. But I'm glad she got to do it. I know how much she loves Billy Joel, and I'm sure being able to do a class that was all Billy Joel. yeah. Perfect.
0: Checking in with the Peloton community.
2: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Chrissy Blackwood. Hey, Chrissy, how's it going?
4: Hey, how are you? <laughs> Hi. So we were just talking before we started recording, but man, 2018 was last night. I think it was July of 2018. So it has been a while since you've been here. It's been a minute. It has been a minute.
1: <laughs> so much has changed. So much has stayed the same, but yeah, the world feels like a totally different place now.
4: That's because we had an entire pandemic
1: between conversations. (laughs) That that whole thing. Yeah. I still can't believe it, but it's, I know it's all mostly behind us.
4: It's crazy. It's like, I keep thinking that it's like, there are times that I literally will call it 2020 still because my brain is like stuck. Like or the day we got stuck. Cause you feel like
2: you got yeah. cheated out of that year and a half to two years. Yeah. So you're like, none of that counts. And so I gets to be 2020 now. That's
4: right. I should still be 42. Yes. <laughs> it <should> be 2020.
1: <laughs> totally. We should get these years back. We should. Yes.
2: I demand to see a manager. <laughs>
4: I'm going to have to get my hair cut for my proper. Yes. (laughs) We have to start back. There's probably a lot of people who are listening that have never heard your story because I know it's shocking, but not everybody goes back to the beginning of 300, almost 300 episodes now and listens from day one. So there's people that might have missed your story, Chrissy. And You have always been an inspiration to me personally. Like if it had not been for you and all of the crew who ended up doing Atlantic City and your Ironman journey, I don't think that I ever would have started running the way that I did. And I still consider myself very much a slow runner, but none of that would have happened had it not been for you, Tracy Paulson, Chris Gallant, Fred, all of you guys. I know I'm leaving people out and I don't mean to, but just like it was a whole group. it was a whole thing. It was wild. It
1: was like a whole like thing that just like happened. And then everyone was like joining forces and doing it together and cheering each other on. It's been quite a journey. And I'm thrilled to have been a part of your journey, Crystal. <laughs> it's fun watching you run. <laughs> so
4: tell us again, when
1: you officially like started running. I started running in 2016. And so this all started at the end of 2015, when I bought my Peloton bike, because we all share that common love. And at that point, my youngest child was, I think, two and a half years old. So it was finally when I could start actually exercising and having a little bit of time for myself. Yeah. So the whole bike thing started and I was a very loyal 6 a.m. live rider with the rest of my 6 a.m. people. Remember the 6 a.m.? Do you still take classes at 6 a.m.? I do. I do. But I wish they were live. And I wish it was like our old crew, like the old times. But times have changed, but we still talk almost daily. Still a good group. And so I started riding religiously at 6 a.m. And so I was seeing my fitness improve. I was feeling better about myself. I was feeling stronger and more confident. And then my mother was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And she lived in upstate New York, right outside of Albany. And I was her power of attorney and her healthcare proxy and really her person. And she was also legally deaf. So she needed people to do the phones and everything else. So I was traveling there almost every week. And sometimes it would only be just for a day or a few days, but there was no Peloton bike there. There was a beautiful trail right behind her house. So that's where I started streaming the 6 a.m. <laughs> from my headphones and I ran. And so after the ride, because at the time with the app, you couldn't text and listen to it at the same time. So after the thing was over, there would be this like string of IMs from our 6 a.m. group. just about like talking about the ride, <laughs> but for me was a run. <laughs> and basically
2: you, know, you invented the Peloton tread. <laughs>
1: I did. I did. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the royalties. By yeah. the way, I haven't. You should file any. a patent
2: suit. You know how, like, when <laughs> the podcast when people were suing podcasts because somebody was like, "I mailed a cassette tape in 1975. That's a podcast. That's right. I have the patent." That's right. It was
1: all me. Yes. But the instructors started hearing about because you know back then that was Palatam was so much smaller. So the instructors would start hearing that I was doing this running thing at the same time. So like I started getting shout outs when I wasn't even on the bike. I was running. And like Jen Sherman would be like, Chrissy, that means you need to run faster. Everyone else like crank up your resistance. So it got a little crazy, but that's how it started. So it how became... do you increase
2: your resistance? she's you like pick up a branch or so something? She's got to go fast. Mm-hmm. She's got to pick gotta up gotta go a branch faster. so she she's has more hold. resistance.
4: <laughs> I got to haul it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Fast would be your cadence, right?
4: She had to do what she had. She had to
2: pick up something heavy.
4: Oh, you just wanted to like just pick up a rock. Just grab
2: a branch (laughs) laying in the woods or a small woodland creature. The
4: funny part, though, is this was
1: Jennifer Jacobs was still there and I still have arm envy for Jennifer Jacobs. Remember, she would do the arms on the bike with the shadow boxing. So like I would do that running like she could see me. I look like an idiot. I'm like running like shadow boxing at the same time. (laughs)
2: So you also invented Peloton Boxing. Oh,
1: my God. I did. I did. <laughs> it all comes back to Chrissy.
2: I think an attorney will be contacting you in the, after this airs.
1: I'm telling you. It's all right here. Yeah. I wish they would hire me.
2: Have you done any rowing? Should we know about that? She, I'm sure you I invented
1: that, too. Okay, yeah, so, so that's how the whole running thing got started. Because my mother was sick. It was not only a way for me to get exercise and not only a way for me to connect with now my 6am. We created a bit of a family and they were my support system and whatnot. And it just turned into like my therapy, my everything. I just fell in love with it. And then I randomly got selected. I entered the lottery for the New York City Marathon and got picked. Oh my gosh. Doesn't happen. And then my my dear friend, Malia, Malia Herman, gotta love her, Malia from Hawaii, She was the one who planted the seed about the World Marathon majors. And she was there at the New York City finish line. And this was back in 2017, where I didn't think like I'm not I don't I can't I'm running behind a trail behind my mother's house. I am not New York City Marathon material. I grew up in like a tiny town like this is like I'm way out of my league. But I caught the itch. It was just it was such a wonderful it's really hard to describe How incredible that feeling is of doing the marathon and the crowds and our dear friend, Howie Gottnick, We talked about his running of the New York City Marathon. And you feel like you're in the Super Bowl and Carrie's such a rock star with all of her marathons. So anyway, it just it is contagious. You kind of catch this, I don't know, you get the itch and then you ride the wave of everybody else who's doing it and they're fueling you and you're fueling them. And it just took on a life of its own. So this World Marathon major thing became a thing, but it was in the background. So at the same time, because I love my bike and I love to run and Candace Ryan was like, we should do the Atlantic City Half Ironman. Wasn't that a great idea? And it was a terrible idea, but we did it anyway. Yeah, you did. We did it anyway. And all this took on a life all of its own with Carol coming to cheer us on and you guys doing the relay and Tracy and Chris, the Stooges. I mean, we, it just became a... A thing and it's been a such a piece of my life that I will never forget and I will cherish always.
4: Yeah, and how long did you give yourself before you trained for the Ironman because you guys you did the half Ironman but you also did a full Ironman by yourself. It, there was no relay like I did. Like no, you did the whole thing. That was stupid too. <laughs>
1: but you did it yeah i'm kidding no we did it it was another one of those like we tracy chris and i always joke we say like that's a terrible idea what time what time should we be there if it's a bad idea we can pretty much count on us to to sign up for it and chris got into his head that he wanted to do lake placid and me i'm born and raised in upstate new york i'm like why not yeah Uh, sounds like a terrible idea but we should do it anyway and that took on a life of its own just because the training talking about like This is a full long day of exercise and racing. And the day certainly didn't go as planned for me. I don't think it went as planned for any of us, but it went and it was early 3 a.m. wake ups to start to hop on bikes
4: and run and do all the things. But it was, I don't know, it was magical. I remember watching you guys cross the finish line and I just got goosebumps. It's just like so cool to watch it. And you are an Ironman. Like that's, badass. Like yeah. nobody can ever take that from you. That's amazing. Totally. totally. <laughs> Those words are just
1: like you can hear them. You can dream about them. But when you actually hear them from Mike Riley, as
4: you're going through the finish line, it's a whole life changing experience. Oh, wow. So then you decided to go and finish the rest of the world majors. And then somewhere in there, like everything got difficult. I don't even know which difficulty popped up. It's been so long at this point. I know. Yeah. So I did the triathlon circuit for a long time and
1: I still love triathlon. I want to get back into that. But when COVID happened, like I'm not going to the pool. So anyway, it just became, and from a stress relief standpoint, I found myself running even more because that's what I do. I love to run. I mean, I was still doing the bike tons, but there's no races on the calendar. There was not a whole lot of stuff going on. But actually right before, oh, it made me back up. So I did the New York City Marathon in 2017 in 2018 before i did the iron man i did the boston marathon and that was the year that it was the torrential downpour. oh my god oh, okay. i remember yeah. oh
4: you had like the worst like the rubbing the oh my god you had blisters from oh. the rain oh yes i have miserable. no idea how you kept going i don't
1: the funny thing is i guess maybe it's not funny but that was my fastest marathon <laughs> it mean, I, I was just so wanna be old done. like just get me out of this yeah get me out of this thing But I remember I crossed the finish line and one of my dear best friends who helped me get into the charity to do the Boston Marathon, she had a friend who lived right by the finish line. So they brought me to her apartment and I just shook for like two hours. Like there was nothing to just get me warm. It was brutal, but it was wonderful because I used to live in Boston. So like, and we used to watch it every Patriots Day. We'd go and hang out and have drinks at the bar. But so to be able to do it was just such a huge honor. But so I absolutely loved it. So then I was like, I've got two down. I've got, four more to go, and I had gotten into Berlin. And so I started training for the Berlin Marathon, which is supposed to be in 2019. And at that point, this is when things changed for me. And I don't know if it was getting older. I don't know if it's just like I kept getting hurt. And I'm typically a pretty resilient person. But the first injury was I was training for Berlin and I was actually running on the beach. And I ended up I had a, my coach had a 90 minute run on my on my calendar. I did the 90 minute run. And as soon as I saw I, I felt a little something in my heel, but nothing to stop me. I was like, oh, that might feel a little sore tomorrow. And then I stopped running and then I couldn't walk. It's like I finished the run, but then couldn't walk. And it was a very bizarre. And I had a meeting that I was late to. So I had to like hurry. Up, so I didn't even have time to like even worry about it. And it turns out I broke my heel all the way through.
2: Oh, I and you don't know how di- just from running.
1: Nobody knows. I've had three different doctors look at it. They're like, Chrissy, this is like if you fell off a building type of impact. This is not a I got this from running and I was like, but I finished my run. Like I didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. I just, I finished it and then I just couldn't walk. So I do think, so in addition to my side hustle of Peloton Shinomi royalties for inventing the tread, <laughs> I think I would like to get paid to do a study, an endorphin study. I want someone to like test my, I swear to God, my endorphins must be higher than most other people that i can run through this stuff yeah and i don't even notice until i stop
2: you got all the endorphins i didn't
1: (laughs) you took dogs you got mine Maybe you should hop on the bike and test it out there, Tom. I don't know. There's no experimentation that we could do. I rode a bike
2: when I was a kid. It was like, it's fine. (laughs) Got me from point A to point B. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love
1: it. Yeah, so anyway, so I broke my heel. People couldn't figure out what happened in that one. That took like nine plus months to heal. and That was miserable. Yeah. Finally got that going. Started training again. And then got a stress fracture in my hip. And so at this point, my physical therapist, my doctors are like, maybe go get a bone density test like this. You should not be breaking bones from running. This is not right. And I had a bone density test and it's all good. I'm just a crazy person who I think endorphins are just out, like my painkiller. But it was a big lesson for me because I hate... Not being able to move. And so there was a lot of PTSD from both of those setbacks. I bet. where, yeah. wow, once I started running again, like it's none of the crazy stuff that I used to do. I used to like every Tuesday was like my speed day. I called it Suicide Tuesday because I'd like, I'm going to try to kill myself. I'm going to see how fast I can run. And I'd i don't be do be careful any that now. Anymore. You might. I know. I know. I'm telling you.
2: She <laughs> doesn't real, do it anymore. I was just thinking if your <laughs> endorphins are that good, it's a shame you didn't know it before you had your kids. You wouldn't have needed an I know. epidural. <laughs> Yes, you no spinal
1: just, for me. Just
2: could just went on a jog and just... There it is.
1: To get out. There, there it go. is.
2: <laughs> Call your husband. Hey, you need to come by and pick up the newborn. Hey, I still have another three mile miles. 12, yeah. Mile yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to slow down either. I'll swap you for a Gatorade.
1: Yeah. Oh, so that was a bit life changing for me of like a bit of reality setting in of like, I'm not getting any younger. So and do if you want to be able to do this? Do I gotta
2: you do you anything different now to try and prevent that? Do you like run with bubble wrap or... <laughs> Slower, maybe. Um, The difference is because
1: I'm such a cardio junkie. And part of the reason why people think that I've had these injuries is because everything that I'm doing, either swimming, biking, or running, are all in the same plane, bilateral. And I wasn't doing any of the cross training. I wasn't doing the tonal. I wasn't doing anything other than spending all of my time either swimming, running, or riding the bike. And so that has changed dramatically. I do all the prehab, all the rehab. I have physical therapists that I'm obsessed with. She's fantastic and has nursed me back to health. So it's All that. It's all the cross training, which I I don't love the cross training, but things like tonal make me like it better than I used to like it. Yeah. But yeah, and that's been pretty much it is just trying to be more responsible, which I feel really old saying because I like my old, reckless, young, abandoned self. But your
4: wiser self will be around longer.
1: (laughs) And that's what got me to the six stars. That's what happened within that. So after Boston, I then got into Tokyo and I took my kids out of school. We flew to Tokyo and we did that. And it was amazing. Actually, then the injuries happened. And then I was like, okay, well, like, Oh, and then there was Chicago in there, too. And then I was like, oh, then I just have these two left. But it felt like years. It was injury, injury, then pandemic. And it was like, these are never going to happen. And I was terrified to hurt myself again. So what typically happens is the London Marathon is in the spring and the Berlin Marathon is in the fall. And it just so happened that with COVID, they pushed the London marathon. So it was six days after the Berlin marathon. And I was like, go bigger, go home. So I went into this race fully expecting like a full hip. R- I still have to get hip surgery. I've got torn cartilage in there. They need it. To- but I was like, you know what? Let's just get through these last two and we'll see what happens. So I took them very slow. I considered them like, my retirement, my 26.2 retirement party where there's those people with beers. I'd chug a beer and then keep going. But it was a blast. But I think but it's also, a 52.4 you
2: know, retirement. Party.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. That is true. But with this too, I think I couldn't have my kids miss out on it. So we pulled the kids out of school and granted the teachers were great. So we had all their assignments and stuff lined up so that they could not only keep up with school while they were there, but also experience Berlin. And then we had a... Four days in Paris, and then we went to London, and it was wonderful. But I also didn't want to not be able to walk with my kids. I wanted to walk every step of the Louvre and climb up all the stairs to Arc de Triomphe and do all those things. So it was a really incredible, like ten days or whatever that we were there. It was magical. It sounds like a trip of a lifetime. It really does. Wow, I still can't believe it. I still, I was working on it for six years. You think about that, and I can't even imagine the thousands of miles and hours and even just mental energy, like dreaming about the, being able to complete my six stars and dealing with logistics and planets It's just, it's really amazing to think it still hasn't hit me that it's actually over and that it happened. Do so, you get
4: like a special medal that like puts all of your medals? Like do you get a like special Voltron? one? <laughs> I, I can form. grab it if you want to see yeah, it. But
1: let's yeah, let's see it. Right. I want Hang to see on. the Hang bling.
4: On. <laughs> Hang on.
1: Yeah. So once you cross the finish line of your last one, and there's there's a lot that goes into all this anyway. Like they track you and follow you. There's a whole process and whatnot. And then there's a special check in during your last race. And anyway, and then when you cross the finish line, you get your first medal. So for me, my last was London. So I got my London medal. And then there's a separate tent. And they're waiting
4: for you with this guy.
2: Look at that. Look at that. That's pretty cool.
4: So it's got each of the six. I cried like a toddler. I'm about to cry just looking at it. Holy (laughs) cow. Like all the pain and the love and the work that went into that. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Thank you. So amazing.
1: It was funny, though, because then you put it around your neck and it's, you've got both medals. So when you're walking, the two are clanking. <laughs> next. It, like, it sounded like I was—I had like symbols, like a whole cheering committee. And my kid,
0: like a cow. You brought your kid.
1: own yes. cowbell. Yeah. Yeah, I was my own cowbell. And my kids are like, Mom, you're really loud. I'm like, I don't care. I earned it. Like, yeah. I don't care.
2: Like, it's my right. <laughs> Let
1: me enjoy the clanking yeah. together.
2: I can leave you here.
4: <laughs> I brought you overseas. Shut up. That's yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it was wild, but it was what a
4: blast. What a blast. That's an amazing story. When you decided, okay, I'm going to do London and Berlin. Did you say to your coach, I need to up my miles? Did you say what should I do different? What did you do?
1: Here's what else changed in between this period of time. I got rid of my coach. <gasps> oh, I did that's scary. Oh, I did. It just I got to the point where I didn't trusts even my own body because of these injuries. And I was feeling so much pressure to like meet what he had on my plan that I was, I paid, I cared more about Turning my training peaks green than I did about paying attention to how I was actually feeling, oh. and that got a little bit scary. So I ended up getting rid of my coach, and I'm considering getting him back because I miss him. He was just so wonderful, and I think I'm going to start getting back into triathlon now that I'm marathon retired. So I think I might try to get him back again. Now that I did the bucket list, I did the Ironman, I got my six stars for the world marathon majors. Now, like, go ahead and screw up the rest of my body.
0: Here's now. <laughs>
4: I'm just done with it. These old bones. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing your post and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, whatever you were like, okay, that's it, I'm done." <laughs> I was like, "What? You're done? <laughs> you can't be done done. Not really. My kids are mad. They're mad about it. They're like, "Uh-uh, because
1: they get to like they get to, to go, go all to these all these really places. They're cool yeah. like, "Don't you think you should do Kona? I yeah. think you should go for yeah, the world sure. championships, mom." They don't like me doing triathlons because they're afraid I'm going to die on the swim. Because I've been in a number of triathlons where people have actually drowned. Whoa. And so they're, like, they're terrified. So they're like, we don't want... I was like, let's just do triathlons. We can go to all sorts of cool places. They're like, no. Unless it's like a pool swim. They don't hey, want me
2: swim. On the upside, your kids want you to live.
4: That's true. That's
1: that's true. Some days. Yeah. Yeah. That particular day when I asked them, they were all about me living. But other days they're like, no, mom, please do (laughs) triathlon. The will's in order,
2: though. And they've seen
1: me swim. They know how how terrible I am. So there's a high probability (laughs) that I could succumb to the swim at some point.
4: Okay. So the old style of marathon training is like you got to do all the miles and you got to do basically running every day, like almost every day for marathon training. And now new training is saying, okay, you need to back off of that. Really, you shouldn't be out there more than like three to four hours max a week, like for your long run, like when you get towards the end. So for a person like myself, Uber slow, like I would never get close to 26 miles. Like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop at four hours. Like that's half a marathon. Wait a minute. You did 26.2 miles. Who are you kidding? But I did it on my tread and I walked (laughs) and it took eight hours. (laughs) It was eight hours. But my point is that like, that would be a whole Saturday. (laughs) If I were to do that, like that is an entire day. So like... Obviously you're a lot faster than I am. But how many hours Yes, you are. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm not. You qualified for Boston. You still had to qualify No, that was a through charity. I am not a fast runner. I thought you Trust still me. had to qualify when you went in through a charity. You don't? No, no. You're still way faster than I am. And you're way faster on the bike. I've seen your times, So I know this is not true. anymore. I'm afraid. Every, I'm afraid of breaking myself. I it's do all... get that. I do get that. And I remember one time you told me that you had a, a torn part in your thigh, too. And, and like string, every time yeah. I get a twinge when I'm out running, like I think of you, I'm like, oh, my God, I've torn something you're
2: like this is how it starts.
4: Like I've torn right. something in my quadricep. I need to wrap it up and do nothing for two days.
1: <laughs> but I do. I'm. Like, if I feel it rip. To answer your question about marathon training, what was a huge difference, the big changer for me was no longer doing mileage runs. It was all for time. And so my long runs, my longest was up to three hours and 45 minutes. It was not go run 22 miles. It was go run easy for three hours and 45 minutes and whatever mileage you get, like, don't worry about it. You'll be totally fine. And that was actually really helpful because it took the pace pressure, off of me. So, AI was running smarter. I was truly staying in zone 2, and it made it much more enjoyable because I wasn't suffering the whole time. And I knew I wasn't going to break any records these last two marathons. It was about getting there for the experience, enjoying. It. And so it was a very different mindset shift as well as calendar shift of how I approached The last two marathons versus how I approach the first four.
4: Yeah, that's a huge thing. And I think that that is a big thing that the entire fitness industry has done is they're shifting to that time-based approach instead of mileage-based approach. And I do think that it's helpful. I talk to a lot of people that I work with through MetPro, And I find that a lot of people, they're still running like 50 something miles a week. And I'm just like, oh, we got to ease it off a little bit. Let's add the strength training. Let's get back to 30 and like hit the weights. That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I also get that like there's that mentality of like the more I run, the better I run. The more I run, the better I run. And I understand that too. Now, when you say you're going to transition in, back into triathlons, do you have like a distance in mind, like, are you going to do... Not s- a full. <laughs> <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. <laughs> Chris,
1: if Chris or Tracy call me after this and say we're doing one, I'm not answering the phone. <laughs> you will still
4: answer. It's not true.
0: <laughs> They'll suck in. Uh,
1: <laughs> I do like the half Ironman distance. I also like Olympics. That's like a meaningful chunk of time that's not going to take over and consume your life or create all sorts of potential injuries. Yeah. So we'll see. Right now, I'm still basking in the glory of not having anything on my calendar, which is bizarre, because I was also doing so much physical therapy and prehab and rehab and all of that stuff that I'm like, those aren't on my calendar anymore. My long runs aren't on my calendar anymore. Like all the rigor <laughs> that I've been working with Four for years, years yes. <laughs> is no longer there. I thought I was going to get depressed. I'll be honest, because I and I think we've all had Events that we look forward to be at weddings, races, whatever, and then they're over, and you're like, oh, I'm kind of yeah, bummed. Right. Yeah. I'm not bummed yet. Yeah. I'm like, still. That's waiting. great. I'm still waiting for this to like sink in like I seriously hasn't even sunken in yet that it's happened. But it is a little bit of liberating to have an open calendar with less pressure. And I could just do whatever I feel like doing whenever I feel like doing it, which is nice. What are you doing with your free time? So all sorts of workouts, but fun <laughs> stuff. I'm basically doing anything that's live. <laughs> that's if it's great. live. I'm going to do it. So like before, because running was the thing that I was most focused on, that would be the first thing I did. And then if I could squeeze in a bike or something, it would be just roll the legs out or whatever. And now it's like whatever's live. Tonal now has these 8 a.m. live things. So I'm all over those. I still love my mirror. The Now Lululemon studio is what they call it. Whatever live anything is. If I can pack it in outside of my crazy job schedule, that's what I do. It's because I
4: enjoy it. It's more it's, for fun than anything else. It's so funny because I'm doing the tonal 20 and 20 runners challenge. And I hear you get shout outs in there like every morning. I, <laughs> Christina's amazing You did them all live. Yep. Like always shouting you out. And I'm just like, I oh, want Christine. Christina to come back and do
1: that. Can we do that again? Because <laughs> uh, I see, I like the live stuff. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know if it's like an immature side of me that like Loves knowing that other people are there doing the same thing. No, that you it's supportive. Are. It's supportive. But I, I want Christina to come back and do another 2020 for
4: runners. That was so fun. It was. It's a really good workout too. Like it's like yeah. It's sneaky hard. Like in all the best mm-hmm. way. Like you just think, oh, it's only 20 minutes, but like it gets <laughs> you. I
1: know. I always think it's going to go by like that, and there's a lot of times I'm like,
4: oh my gosh, we're just finishing the warm up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm already sweating. <laughs> Tired. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So do you get to take any of the Peloton like bike classes? Do you still like live these days?
1: I did today. I took Christine's at 10 o'clock. That was my 2750th ride. Holy cow. So I
4: did that at 10. Nice. Yeah. I did a
1: mirror this morning before that. And I went out for a run. It's actually warm here for the first time in a while. So I ran for like three miles, three slow, slow easy miles. Slow easy. Yeah. <laughs> slow easy. Especially around here because all the the leaves are all on the ground and it was raining.
4: So wet oh. leaves... And an injury prone runner, are yeah. not
1: a good combination. So it was very slow and reserved, but it was beautiful. So I was beautiful, running you know. this
4: morning outside too. I feel like I've been trying to take advantage of the weather when it works. And I was running downhill today and there were leaves everywhere. And we have those acorns underneath the leaves. So oh. I would see a big pile and I would go around. <laughs> like I'd rather run in the grass next to the concrete than run on those. They terrify me. <laughs> I'm going to roll an ankle. Of, we have a lot of new
1: construction going on around here here too and so like the whatever the bulldozer things are they crush the sidewalk and it's the same sort of thing like you never know like the sidewalks will be all beaten up and there's Chunks of cement all over the place. So I do the same thing. I just go as far around as possible. Safer that way.
2: You probably add like me... half a mile to your run.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. The old me would have been like, I am not going to take this detour. I'm going to power through it. And now that the old, the new, older me, it takes the safe route. It's the wiser
4: you. We need to reframe this, Chrissy. It is the wiser you oh, are wiser. You're, I, you're guess. Just... I miss the crazy days. I know you guys had a lot of fun, but it's not like you're not going to have fun when your journey forward it just means you're gonna take it a little bit easier just a little
1: bit that's true but tom you make an interesting point about running the extra half a mile for the last two marathons i ran i think two miles over so it was actually like 28 point something miles because i'm giving every kid the high five i'm (laughs) zigzagging i'm grabbing the glass of champagne like i was not running in a straight line it was like every high five that's
4: amazing yeah that's yeah
2: That wouldn't be me. Wouldn't be me. It would never be. if it was me, it wouldn't be me. (laughs) It would be
4: like, this is not a perfectly straight line. Move. Move so I can walk in the straight line. Or at like the
2: 23-mile mark, I'd be like, nope, says (laughs) 26.2. Somebody bring me a
1: medal. I know. You get to that point, I'm like, come on, people. Like, I am now almost two miles over, and I'm still not at the finish line. And they paint a line in the road like the fastest way. So all I have to do is follow the blue line. If you follow the blue line, you're going to go exactly 26.2 miles. Yeah. Unless you're me. And I decide to high five all the kids and just zigzag my way. You
4: had so much more fun. I did. So
2: was it two miles worth of fun? I'm going to say it wasn't.
1: Maybe not. No.
2: I
0: could have
1: done a little less high fiving.
2: That kid doesn't even remember getting a high five. (laughs) He doesn't deserve that. No. He wasted your high five. That's that kid. That's what I say.
1: I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking kids. Yeah. I probably could have high-fived a few less people, but I was not gonna be passing up the beers and the champagne, like the stuff that they were handing out on the course. That was well worth it. If they were handing out
2: chicken nuggets, maybe.
4: <laughs> they would just have to have chicken nuggets every six inches for Tom. <laughs> like a little back man. <laughs> that's how we get you to do the marathon.
1: No, I'll do can, a back, put a backpack of chicken nuggets and I'll run in front of you and you can and I'll just drop
2: <laughs> it. So I don't want to ruin your theory for you, but you know that they sell chicken nuggets at the Store, right? <laughs> I'm a grown man. I can just go buy chicken nuggets. I don't.
1: Are they expensive these? T- I don't know. find <laughs> a way to I encourage
2: you. you. They'll never be so expensive that they would make running a marathon worth it.
4: But you could just walk it. You could just walk no, it.
2: Okay. No, no. Oh. I would drive to the store. You're Uber slow. I'm just Uber. I would take an Uber to the store. <laughs> and buy myself some chicken nuggets. Um, I
4: was going to say, I feel like you need to make like your rules of the marathon, like to make it the most fun. And I feel like one of them needs to be like, give lots of high fives, but not so many high fives that you have more than a mile extra.
0: (laughs) There's
1: a limit. There's a limit. When Tracy and I did the Marine Corps marathon uh, for years ago, it was the same thing. And we got to here in D.C. for that marathon at like mile 22, they set up this like local kind of drinking, I think they call them runners with a drinking problem or drinkers with a running problem, (laughs) but something like that. There's some little local group and they set up a table and we stopped. We were there for like, I don't know, 45 minutes, (laughs) eating, drinking beers carried back. God love her. She brought her son Casey to like cheer us on and she was tracking us and then she got all worried because she's like, oh. I don't know, we lost them. We lost at mile 22. Something must be injured. wrong. And then we're like stumbling at to mile 24. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious not all races are meant to be
4: raced a lot of them most of mine are just meant to be fun i think that's a good that's a good
2: attitude to have it's a
4: great attitude to have honestly i don't think that if you did not have that attitude and the whole group of people like you guys like brought me in you were very kind if you hadn't had that attitude there's no way i would have done it because like we were team just finished for a reason. We just needed to finish. Like we, we didn't want time stressing us out. I was still stressed because it's me. But <laughs> can we talk about that weekend, though? Like that Such was a
1: good weekend. Magic. It was. Will you ever forget that? Because I, I will never, ever forget that.
4: I see pictures of Tom over at the, the comic book store and I'm like, oh, I don't remember. Do- oh, because I was hanging out with my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. We weren't there. There's so much that they did that we missed. <laughs>
2: No, we just drove to Red Bank and back (laughs) to see the secret stash.
4: Oh, yeah, that was a blast. It really was. That was a lot of fun. That was a whole wonderful time. Maybe someday do something like that again. That would be amazing. Oh, we definitely should.
1: It was just such, I don't know. I felt like that was a prime time, at least for me. And like with Peloton and the friends and the connections and just how life just unfolded. And we all became friends for a really messed up reason. But it worked. And like, we've gotten woven into each other's lives and like, know each other's children and spouses and like it all just it's really just such a magical, wonderful time.
4: It was I remember you were like the first one like out the door that morning, we were like had to catch up with you. (laughs) I like to be there very early, very early. Yeah, I would be more than happy to do that. I feel like not only was it a magical time in like Peloton's history, but I feel like it's those connections are what made me like want to keep doing the podcast and want to meet all the people like I really wish that I could just like sit down and meet all the people who have done all these things, because that's what drives me to do more. That's what I love about the podcast is getting to hear stories like these. And it really does inspire me just as a person to like, try to do more with my own. Like what other things can I do? You guys posed that question. I never thought I could run 13 miles. I had never run more than a mile in my life. And 13 sounded like insanity. <laughs> so I remember when Stephen Little would talk about
1: doing two 45 minute rides in a row. Yes. I thought that was insanity. Yeah. But then you do it. And then it's the next thing. Like, what, OK, if I can do that, what am I going to push myself to do after
4: that? That is so it just, true. It yeah. compounds on top of itself. It does. It does. And yeah, the swimming thing, I still have not gotten down because COVID happened and I stopped going to swim lessons. But In a perfect world, that would be nice to be able to do. But it is a lot of work. And doing a triathlon is a lot of work. So I think you got something there with the whole Olympic distance. It's like fun to do. But not so much that it completely ruins any social life that you have outside of right.
2: that. Have your kids <laughs> right. do some research to see how many people die during Olympic triathlon.
1: One, when I went to nationals in Ohio, it was an Olympic and a guy died during that. Oh, my we, gosh. So That's we have crazy. another local open water swim here. Then a few years ago, a guy died. And like, the
4: thought of like, I don't know, it's just it's so sad and awful. Yeah, and it like... is. It is. Yeah. I remember and whenever I you guys that- swam in Atlantic City, it was like, real gross like there was all that everybody had black on them when they got out and then we were like what yep. happened did you guys just swim through an oil slick what just happened <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have no yeah, idea how you crazy. did it it is it's
1: crazy. and I did the Alcatraz triathlon yes. where I jumped off the boat at Alcatraz and swam to San Francisco Bay and that was like freezing cold waves wildlife like jet ski so every breath you're just cool. like sucking in that was a slow one too I'm like I don't know I can see how people die I could I yeah. really can I don't want to be turning up on the bottom of a body of water. So we'll see. We'll see. I like it. I love open water swimming, even though I'm a terrible swimmer. If it's like calm waters, I think it's really fun. It's peaceful. Um,
4: To Lake Placid for that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The most beautiful swim ever. That was just magical.
4: I hope to someday get to see it. With us going back in time, we need to repeat what your leaderboard name is for people who don't know. Chrissy Blackwood, the most unoriginal care yeah. has have Blackwood. One the perks
2: of starting at the beginning.
4: Yeah. See, it's not unoriginal. That's because you were an original buyer. That's why. Yes. So not unoriginal. Yes. It's original. Now, do you have the same, like, you have the Lululemon Studio. You have Tonal. Are you uh, Chrissy Blackwood across all? <laughs> everything all leader, everything. all leaderboards they're all the same <laughs> they are all the same yes
1: Smart i am branding. i try to you'll never guess what my email address is chrissy.blackwood at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> simple as possible that ain't
2: broke man that's yeah. right
1: well, it makes it um, easy to yeah. remember <laughs> it does oh crystal yes the london studio
4: peloton oh, london. how did we forget this we forgot yes how did we forget that? How cool was that? Tell me all about your visits.
1: Okay, so here's another thing about this whole trip to Europe is I didn't actually book most of it until like two weeks beforehand because I was convinced I was going to get hurt. So at the same time, I was like, so like the hotels I booked in advance because A, you can get your money back and B, those sell out like within minutes. But the rest I knew I had a little bit of leeway on. So at the same time, I'm actually booking flights for everybody and like solidifying that this whole thing's actually going to happen I was like, oh, my gosh, I should see if I can get into the London studio. And Jocelyn Thompson rule. God love her. And this, it was like divine intervention. It worked out that the day before the London Marathon, she had a 30 minute walk because I'm also not one of those. I don't do shakeout runs anymore again because I'm terrified of hurting myself. So if I can get to a week before the race, I'm not going to run. I'm going to do crap. I'm going <laughs> to sit on my butt and do nothing because I don't want to hurt myself. So she also had a run earlier that day. I'm like, oh, no way. I'm not doing a run, but there is a walk and there was a wait list. So I got myself on the wait list and I was on the wait list for weeks. And it was just like, I know nothing about London. So I looked up where the studio was. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's actually really close to our hotel. So everything just seemed to work out. I show up there that morning and Leanne comes out from a ride. And I was like, oh, so I get on my phone and take a picture. And she's like, Hey, you want to take a selfie? I'm like, of course I want to take a <laughs> like, picture with Leanne. And then we got in for Jocelyn's class and, Sure enough, I don't think there was anyone not from the United States oh, in that studio. That's, that's and funny. 80% of them were all doing the London Marathon the next day. Oh, that so like a... Jocelyn made a really, she did a big thing about it. It was really awesome. I also, as we've touched on, have terrible luck that it, I have terrible weather every race <laughs> I ever do. And it was supposed to be a complete washout for, on Sunday for the marathon. And so we were all complaining and Jocelyn's like, we're going to do a manifest. So at the beginning of a, the class, she's like, to the rain gods, please, like, don't show up. Like, let these people run. And then, sure enough, I woke up the next morning, and the forecast went from a complete washout to like no rain at all. Oh like, my god! Jocelyn's writing me, and I know the others, and we're all we were like, oh my god,
0: like it worked. The manifest worked. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I attribute the good weather to her. But that studio is beautiful. I was able to go to the New York studios and did a bunch of classes there in August. But that was the first time I was at the New York studio. The London one is almost identical, just really? in a much smaller scale. But okay. It's a very similar feel, the way that it's set up on different floors and the locker rooms and all that. The only thing that's just weird about the locker rooms there is there's no men's room and no women's room. It's just one locker room. Oh, Interesting. I, mean, I do triathlon, so I'm not a, fr- I don't care who I'm getting changed in front of. But yeah, like there's just like little stalls that you go in and change. Huh. There's- I'm going to need some privacy yeah. for that.
4: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Good to different. know. Thank you. Yeah. But
1: it was, it, what a blast that was. It was, I still, I can't believe that happened either. I'm like, oh, I feel like all of this is just, all the pieces are falling into place and it's just working out perfectly. It was supposed to uh, be. I really have the whole thing. Yeah. It's how how the whole thing went down. So I finished these last two races without injury. I felt great afterwards. I traveled around with my kids and my husband
4: and got to hang out with Jocelyn and the other marathon folks in the studio. It was really awesome. That is so cool. Do you get to meet any of the other instructors? Did you like see any of the German instructors? I'm yeah. fascinated by that, the fact that they live there and that they do classes out of it, but they're from Germany. And I know that it's not super far, but like still, that's it must be strange to not be like home.
1: Yeah, no, I just saw Le- Leanne and Jocelyn. That was it. But their schedule is a little different. Yeah, yeah. So that was all I got to see. But I was just I was thrilled that I got to do it. And yeah. The Leanne <laughs> with volunteering the selfie was even better. It was icing on the cake. <laughs>
4: They're like, she's like, oh, those crazy Americans. <laughs> no,
1: oh, yeah, totally, totally. But of course, you bought, do you remember the old Peloton in the 23rd Street studios? Like, oh, the water bottles. Oh, yeah. So they still have those in London. What? Yeah. So I got I took a couple of those home with me. I got the London
4: studio towels. I was like, if I'm here, I got to pick up on this London merchandise. Yeah. Did you get like the have here. London t-shirt? When I was in New York, I had to get the hoodie and I had to get oh, yeah. the bra and the All leggings. The and Tom actually went and got the hoodie for yeah, me. Yeah. She
2: wouldn't buy the hoodie for I was herself. that like, oh, that's I was, too far. That's I was like, too much. was this is dumb. You're going to get home and be like, why did I buy that hoodie? When she was in the class, I just went and bought it.
1: You're a good man. See, they so when, when we do crazy things like classes and races, he's off doing some good things for you. He
4: is. He is. He's a good support. We all have good support. We all have am, very good race support. Do. I am yes, an athletic supporter. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first
1: time. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, so have you changed any of your favorite
1: instructors? No, I love them all. The tried and true. From a running standpoint, Bex will always have a soft spot in my heart. I was like fangirling on her from the day that The Tread came out. And I was one of the lucky ones who got invited to get like The Tread in advance. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. It even like wow. Yeah. Wow. So I love her. I love seeing her in Austin's journey. When I was there in August, I took whatever classes and Austin was there too. So like that was super fun. Wilpers for all things running and biking and all the, he's so smart and knows so much. Jen Sherman, I love her. Alex, I know I love him. Christine, love her. I could go on and on. I just, I love
4: them all. Well, you're a good support for them, too. It's nice. It's nice because you've been part of Peloton for a really long time. The people who have just joined Peloton don't necessarily know that love is that strong and that's how long it's been going. And that really shows when you have that much love for that many instructors who you've been riding with for years. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, funny, because there's one woman that I work with just recently got a bike. So and I tell her some of these stories. And she's like, I don't think she can really believe it because it's (laughs) such a different thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, if you go on Alex Tucson's Facebook page, it's a picture of him with my son. Like, that's just how things that's how it was. But just you get to know these people on a personal level. And she's like, I don't understand how you, (laughs) it was a different time, (laughs) totally different time, totally different time. But I will be forever grateful for it because it brings me to you and the friends and that are now family that it feels like the memories, like none of this would have happened if it didn't start with this one wheeled bike that doesn't go anywhere. Wild, Absolutely. A hundred (laughs) percent. So here we are doing triathlons and marathons and all sorts of craziness, but it's awesome. It
2: is. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. We do.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me back.
4: This is fun. It's been too long. It has. We need to have a check-in. We got to get the whole gang together and do something we fun. Do. That would be cool. We
2: do. And I'll we go do. to the secret stash.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could have a beer with us first, a drink first time. Yeah.
2: How about a chicken <laughs> nugget?
4: Okay, he can have a chicken nugget. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, uh, Thank you again for doing this. And is there anything that you want to share with everybody? When you tell people where to find it? Like we, like uh, we to see Blackwood everywhere. Yeah, oh, okay. okay, that's fair. Yeah. Instagram,
1: <laughs> Facebook, it's all the same. Yeah, no, I just think... That Thank you for you guys and always being so supportive. And Crystal, it's just been so fun to see be a part of your journey from afar. And I hope that we can get together again soon and reignite the craziness and do it all in person again now post-COVID. I would genuinely
4: love that. I hope that we can. That would be amazing. Thank you.
2: So I guess that brings this episode to a Close until next week where can People find you
4: people can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal D. O'Keefe they can find me on Instagram Twitter and for now and uh, Also the Peloton leaderboard at Clip out crystal
2: and you can find me On Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe you can find the show online At facebook.com slash the clip out While you're there like the page Join the group and of course don't Forget our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash the clip <laughs> you can see crystal bumper head. So it's just a little little extra treats we throw in for you to lure you over to our YouTube channel. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, keep going.
4: And running.